Before going on to listen to this episode, I must preface it with a trigger warning. In this episode that you are about to listen to, I will be mentioning eating disorders, calories, weight, relapse, and other mental health issues. This podcast is meant to be an educational podcast, introducing you to the world of living with an eating disorder. I want everyone to feel safe as they listen, so please proceed with caution. This will include genuine content only. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Reasons for Recovery. So, (laughs) before I really, like, get into today's episode, I just have a bone to pick with my MacBook because it decided to not work today. Twice! Um, I filmed the podcast this morning, and it just decided to crash on me. And uh, then I decided to start over and do it just about 20 minutes ago. And then the app that I use just completely like just shut down like it literally doesn't work anymore like I go on it and it's like out of service it's literally out of service so um I'm I'm using photo booth as my video right now I I mean it probably looks the exact same uh, minus the fact that I think the video isn't flipped this time I think it's inverted I I don't remember what it looked like in the last one, but um, I'm back at college, by the way. I I mentioned that in the last video of the podcast, that the scenery would be back to normal in the next episode, and it is, so hallelujah. Don't look at my, (laughs) don't look at my messed up bed. We're just going to pretend like that's not there. Um, But anyway, um, I do deeply apologize in advance um, if you are someone out there that was very um, much anticipating a podcast episode on the 6th because um, it's currently the 6th right now, but it's almost 9 o'clock at night on the 6th of June. And like I said, I just had terrible technical difficulties and could not get this podcast out on time, so it's going to be a day late. And I'm really sorry about that. But um, I know you guys will forgive me. You guys are amazing. But um, anyway... um, Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the third episode of season three. Um, it's going to be a good one, and we'll get into that in a minute. But um, just kind of a like update on life. Um, if you're watching the video version, you can probably tell I I don't look like very energetic. I'm very tired right now. I haven't been getting a lot of sleep at all. Um, and I, I really just want to go to sleep, but no matter how much sleep I get, it feels like it's never enough, or I just can never go to sleep for a certain amount of time. I always just stay up, and, you know, it's, it's a vicious cycle. And, uh, I mean, I have a job now, and I have a school, and I also just finished um, training for an internship, so my life is very full right now. There's There's way too many things going on in my life, and I'm not able to get a bunch of sleep. So I do apologize if I sound groggy or look like I'm about to, like, just kick the bucket right here right now, because, like, I literally just feel like dozing off right now. I just finished a training session for my internship, like I said, and literally, like, I could feel my eyes, like, just shutting. Like, as I was, like, watching my uh, boss, like, on the screen, I was just going, like, I just I could not keep my eyes open, so 
hopefully I can get through this episode, um, you know, with, with my eyes open the whole time. Um, but yeah, also, like I said, since I'm having terrible technical difficulties, I'm using photo booth on my MacBook because I, my, my program just decided to be dumb and not work anymore. So that's great. Um, but I think that means that I'm only limited to 10 minutes per video segment. I looked it up to be sure so I don't have another crashing situation or like the video will cut off in the middle of me talking. Um, so there's going to be a lot of cuts in this video than there typically are um, and in, in the audio version as well. But um, I do apologize. Hopefully I can get something better. But if Photo Booth ends up actually being fine and like working good for me, I'll probably just continue to use that until I can get like a better camera to attach and connect to my computer. Um, but in the meantime, this is what we're working with. Of course, you guys know I'm on a budget. I'm a college student, so I don't have the money for like fancy equipment and stuff like this besides the lovely podcast microphone. Um, but anyway, enough about my life and everything like that. Um, I am going to just go ahead and go into the topic for today's episode. Um, and it's been a while since I talked about this, but I um, made an episode a little less than a year ago. I think it was around August, um, talking about just just like ranting about certain things that are really prevalent in my life, like eating disorder related that are really, really hurting me and really just like eating me up and like deterring me from doing my daily activities in life. And um, I remember in that video or in that podcast episode, because it was just audio at the time, um, in that episode, I said that I wanted to make a part two. I'm pretty sure I said that if I can remember correctly. Um, so this is going to be part two. Um, some more rant topics to get off my chest and talk about. And um, the reason why I wanted to do this, uh, probably, not probably, definitely for the same reason why I wanted to do it in the first episode was um, I need to get it off my chest because it eats up my thoughts in my head and it kind of deters me from daily life. And uh, when I filmed that last episode, the first ranting episode, uh, it was right when the fall semester started of college um, for my junior year, I think. Um, and I thought that, you know, it's the very first day of school. I need to get all of this off my chest so I can go into the uh, semester clear-headed and just, you know, nothing eating away at my thoughts. You know, I just want to strictly be focusing on school and not all of these terrible thoughts that are caused by my eating disorder. So that's what I'm doing for this one, too. That's one of the reasons why I'm doing this episode again, uh, because I'm currently in the summer semester of college for me, and uh, it's a very difficult class that I really want to pass. <laughs> so um, I, I wanted to get all of this stuff off of my chest. I wanted to get all of these um, eating disorder related uh, topics and thoughts out of my head uh, so I can continue to go into the semester with a clear headspace and um, just not think about that. You know, I want to focus on school, not focus on what my eating disorder is trying to tell me. Um, and I also um, do these episodes so you guys can relate as well. Now, of course, every single episode that I make should be relatable in some sort of way to you uh, if you have an eating disorder or any sort of bout with mental health. But um, specifically when I do a ranting episode, I feel like I can be much more connected to you guys in a sense that 
you know, you might be dealing with these certain topics that I'm going to be talking about as well. Like, you might be having these exact same thoughts that I'm having that you just feel like you need to rant about as well. And when you hear somebody else going through the exact same topics uh, that you are feeling, those um, things you won't need to just get off your chest and rant about, uh, it makes you, it helps you feel not so alone in the world with your eating disorder because, you know, as a person with an eating disorder, you already feel really freaking alone, just <laughs> as is. Um, but I feel like when I rant and get things off my chest and you guys hear it, um, there might be someone out there that is experiencing the exact same emotion as I am uh, within this certain topic. And, you know, it, it might strike a chord of them and they'll be like, oh, hey, um, I, I experienced that exact same thing and I don't feel so alone now because I know you experienced that. Um, so that's another reason why I'm doing this. Um, trying to help uh, become more relatable with you guys and help you feel more comfortable while you're listening to me and uh, help you to feel more relatable and less alone in this world with your eating disorder because it doesn't define you and you're definitely not alone at all with your eating disorder. There are many other people out there that are dealing with the same things as you, but that's the problem with eating disorders is that when we have them, we don't understand the concept that we aren't alone, that there's other people out there that deal with it. Um, but hearing me talk about these things will kind of help you understand like, hey, I'm dealing with this as well. You're not the only one, I promise you. So you're very valid in your thoughts and your feelings. Um, and hopefully you can just rant along with me and get these things off your chest. So one thing that very much so ties into the whole aspect of like being alone with your eating disorder, um, something that I really, really, really wanted to rant about is just how I feel as a person within society. Um, how I feel as a person with an eating disorder and how it makes me feel knowing that everyone around me that I know of, all of my friends and family, they don't understand what I feel every single day. And um, especially with being a person within our modern society already as a whole, I feel like there's nobody out there that can really understand what my mind goes through every single day and what my thought processes are, um, which is exactly why I'm ranting about this because I know there's people out there that definitely relate to what I'm thinking about all the time and definitely relate to what my eating disorder does to me. But when you're a person that suffers from an eating disorder, like, you, you just never, you never feel like you can, you know, meet the same person that has those same thoughts. You feel like you're the only one that has those thoughts and nobody can understand you. And it sucks. It, it really sucks a lot because, you know, you go out into the world every single day and you just feel like you're in this bubble around everybody because you have this mindset of like, nobody understands what I'm going through. Nobody understands what I'm thinking right now. Nobody can grasp what an eating disorder can do to me, you know. And I feel like having an eating disorder just really, like I said, puts me in that bubble. It puts me, it, it feel, I feel like I can't interact with people like I want to, uh, because I, I just have this, like, just this scared feeling like they don't understand me. They can't interact with me like they, like they should, you know? And I just feel like with, as a person within society that I'm just alone and nobody can understand me correctly. Um, but I know in reality that's not that's not true because obviously there's 
over 3,000 of you guys listening to me right now that have the exact same thoughts as I do and the exact same um, eating disorder tendencies as I have had or still have. And I feel so welcomed with that. You know, that's why I started this podcast because I knew that there were other people out there that had the exact same mindset as me and the exact same feelings as me. But there are some days when I'm, you know, when my eating disorder really is like taking over on those days where I just like, it's just not my day. It's not a good day. I just feel like I'm in a bubble. You know, I feel like I'm trapped. I feel like I have no one to turn to. Um, and I feel like literally no one could understand me if they even tried. Um, and I really hope that someone can relate to me on that because it, it sucks when you wake up in the morning and like your eating disorder tendencies are really bad that day. Because if you have an eating disorder, you know some days are way better than other days and some days are way worse than other days. It's just, you know, a, a terrible cycle sometimes. Um, even after you've been in recovery for years, it still can be prevalent in your life for who knows how long. But I just, <laughs> I hate like waking up in the morning and instantly feeling like I can't talk to anybody and I can't share anything with anybody because like nobody wants to talk to me because I'm alone in this world and like nobody completely understands me as a person. Um, but once again, I, I need to remember, you know, there's so many people in this world that share the exact same kind of mindsets that I have and the exact same kind of thoughts and um, just bad habits that I've been going through for very, very long periods of time. And it's very, it's just very hard as a person with an eating disorder to completely wrap your head around that, if you know what I'm trying to say here. Um, but I remember, you know, I'm not alone because I, I mean, I have this podcast to remind me that I'm not alone because the, it keeps growing every single day. I, I look, I check on my analytics, I see, you know, the number goes up a couple, like, tens, twelve people, um, and it makes me happy because I'm like, okay, well, I don't feel as alone within society anymore, but like I said, there are just some days that are better than others, and there are some days where I wake up and I'm like, I can do this, I can interact like a normal human being, and then there's other days where I'm like, nobody understands me, I can't do anything right, but that's just, that's just how it goes with an eating disorder. Um, but something else I really wanted to talk about that has really been eating me up for a long time is, um, my health and, uh, like, fitness journey. Because, um, if you guys didn't know, uh, the reason why I had such a terrible eating disorder, I suffered from anorexia, um, if you're new here. I, uh, over-exercised. Like, that was my way of getting rid of food. Um, so when I went through recovery, you know, I couldn't exercise at all because that defeats the purpose. But um, when I finally was able to start exercising again, I did it normally. I did it, like, completely fine. Um, but just within the past year or so, um, I started getting back into running because um, running has always been my my best friend really whenever I needed like therapy and didn't have anyone to talk to I would go on a run and I've been getting into lifting a lot recently um and I just uh like within the last week got a brand new gym membership because my school gym freaking sucks I have a bone to pick with them but that's 
not for this episode to talk about, but um, I finally got a gym membership to somewhere else besides the school gym that's for free. Um, And I feel like ever since I started going there, like, I've been getting more into my, like, fitness journey. Like, I'm being more persistent and I'm, like, actually trying hard. But I feel like there is a negative connotation in that manner because, like, Back when I suffered from anorexia, I let fitness literally kill me. Like, I would run until, like, I, I, I can't even describe it to you. Like, I would, I would literally run as, as, mu- as much as I possibly could uh, until I would probably almost pass out. But, um, like, getting back into running again and then adding weightlifting to the mix, um, I've kind of gotten into, like a bad habit with the gym, uh, like, bad mindset with the gym, and I've had it for a while, but it hasn't been so prevalent in my life until just, like, this past week or so. Um, it's, like, I start to find myself getting really, really frustrated if I don't hit a certain, like, amount of calories in my workout. Like, I have a Garmin fitness watch, you guys know that, and I don't wear it all the time. Like, I, uh, you know, I did a whole episode, an, an experiment about that, and I don't wear it all the time like I used to, um, so it's, it's kind of defeating the purpose that I'm wearing it right now, but that's because I went to the gym today, but on days that I don't go to the gym, I don't wear it, but um, back to what I was saying, I, I'm finding myself looking at my watch to see how many calories I've burned at the gym, I'm finding myself doing that again, which I haven't done in years, um, or in a couple of years, not long term, but, um, when I started going back to the gym, I, I didn't, you know, pay attention to what calories I had burnt. I just went to the gym to feel good, you know, about myself mentally and physically. And that's what you're supposed to do at the gym. You're, you're doing it for yourself, like benefiting your mental health, your physical health. You're not doing it to punish yourself. You're not doing it to, you know, just to say that you did it or that you feel like you're supposed to do it just to please somebody or please a certain group of people. But, um, I find myself, like, looking at the calories again, which is very toxic, very (laughs) eating disorder related, Um, because, you know, then I'm like, okay, well, this sandwich that I ate earlier just got burnt off in this weightlifting session, and I find myself comparing calories to how much I've burnt and how much I've eaten, you know, stuff like that, like I used to, and um, it's just become very toxic in that mindset, and um, I've, like I said, I don't wear my Garmin watch when I don't go to the gym, and that's another thing that, um, has started to really, like, catch up with me and make me, like, very upset with myself. So when I don't go to the gym and I'm not wearing my watch, the entire day I've started to, like, develop this kind of mindset, like, where I get mad at myself. Like I said, I get really upset with myself, and it's because I feel like the gym is like, like, I have to go, you know, like, I have to go to the gym. Um, I've, I've gotten back into the mindset where it's like, if I don't go to the gym, like, I, I literally will have a bad day, and that's not okay, that's not a good mindset to have, and I know that, and that's the mindset I used to have, and I feel really, really bad about getting back into that habit, but there are just some times where I decide that, like, I need to skip the gym because I don't have the time, or, like, I need to have a rest day, but the entire time that I'm willfully skipping the gym, like, I'm not skipping the gym 
um, you know, because I was told to. Like, I'm skipping the gym because I made the personal decision to. Like, that's at least a start. You know, I'm skipping the gym because I need to have rest days. But there have been times where I've skipped going to the gym because I've genuinely not had the time. I have a very, very busy summer and do not have the time to go to the gym every single day. Um, but like I said, when I like get to the day where I'm not going to go to the gym and I've made that like willing decision, like I had that conscious decision to not go to the gym, I still find myself with that toxic trait, that toxic mindset of like, well, you should have went to the gym and now that you didn't go to the gym, you're going to have a bad day. And then like the whole entire day is just bad because I didn't go to the gym. And that's, (laughs) that's just... It's not a good mindset to have. I used to have that mindset a lot. And um, I feel like I, I feel like a lot of people within the fitness and diet world really influence that. I talked about this a lot in the last episode because it was like about social media and how fitness and health and diet stuff, uh, you know, can ruin your recovery and stuff like that. But I feel like the mindset that I have is really, really amplified by toxic fitness and diet culture within uh, today's society. Um, You know, I I live in a town where it's mainly college students, and since it's the summer, there's not, like, really any college students here. But, you know, I live around people that are constantly talking about, like, you know, posting, like, their gym uh, workouts and, like, what they eat in a day because they're, like, they're trying to be those typical, like, college student uh, guys or girls like they're trying to be influencers or content creators and they're posting all these things out into the world giving you health tips and fitness tips and stuff like that and like I said for some people like me that have eating disorders they can be very very toxic to you know see those things it can be very very toxic to our minds and um, you know to our thoughts that are already very much eating disorder um, associated but um, I feel like just seeing a lot, like, I seeing seeing an increase in, uh, like, the fitness world and the diet culture world, seeing a big increase in that, I guess, because it's, like, summer, and people are trying to, like, get the summer body, you know, I, I feel like since I've been seeing such an increase in that, like, on the internet, or just, like, out in person, on TV, literally anywhere, everywhere I turn, there's something, like, fitness and health related, um, I feel like that really amplifies, you know, my thoughts and my, um, my opinions about the gym, uh, because, like, I, I know for certain there was one day where I decided to skip the gym, and I was feeling very good about it that day, like, I wasn't punishing myself or beating myself up over it, and then I saw an ad on TV about, like, some Weight Watchers thing, and it instantly just made my day crappy, because I was like, I, oh my gosh, I didn't eat healthy today, and I didn't work out, I didn't go to the gym, and, like, now my progress is ruined, and I, like, beat myself up over it, even though literally just not going to the gym for one day, it's not gonna do anything to you, it's not gonna hurt you at all, like, there's no reason to be thinking that, but as a person with an eating disorder, like, of course I'm gonna think that, of course, like, that's gonna be one of the things that's in my head a lot, especially when, you know, we're surrounded by it. I feel like, like I said, just today's world is getting more and more deeper into such terrible mindsets of like fitness and eating I feel like everywhere I turn like people are just promoting like health foods like this is how many calories is in this this is how many calories you need to eat in a day and you know to some people 
fine, it's whatever, you know, but to people like me that have really bad mindsets about food and health already, it's very, very difficult to live in that world. It's very difficult that everywhere you turn, there's like health benefit, food benefit stuff like posted everywhere. Like this is the food that you shouldn't eat. This is the food that you should eat. And then it makes you feel bad if you ate that food, you know, it just, it's, it's really, it's really difficult living in that kind of society. And then, you know, now that I've been going to the gym a lot recently, every time I take a rest day, I just feel like absolute crap. You should feel really good on a rest day. A rest day is like the day you're supposed to recover, let your muscles rest, whatever. And you're, you're just, you know, recuperating and you'll get back in the gym the next day or however many days from that point. But every time I have a rest day, I just feel so crap about myself, like mentally. It's not like a physical thing, it's a mental thing. Like, I just feel like I need to beat myself up about it, and I, I just, I make myself have a bad day. It's not like, you know, things happen and I have a bad day. Like, I literally have the conscious decision to have a bad day because I, I didn't go to the gym, and now I see something on TV that's, like, shaming me for not eating something correctly, and I just, like, feel terrible about it. Um, but like I said, it's just, like, it's so hard living in a society where, like, diet culture and fitness, like, fads are, like, on the rise. I I'll tell you one thing that really did bother me is <laughs> right when quarantine started, like, that when was that? March 2020? Yeah. I started recovery from anorexia very, very end of February of 2020 literally right before COVID happened, or the pandemic, the quarantine happened. Um, so you can imagine <laughs> my thoughts when all I could do is sit at home, um, and you know, all those people were out there, all those fitness influencers were making these at-home workouts and at-home meal plans that you could follow to lose weight and like gain muscle while being at home. Um, and you know, I was sitting there and not allowed to do anything because I was on strict like no exercise policy and I had to eat certain foods a day and, well not certain foods, I had to eat a certain amount of calories per day. I had to eat lots of food because I was anorexic. I needed to gain weight. So you can already assume how terrible quarantine was for me in a certain aspect. Like I did like quarantine to an extent, but there are parts I've never talked about where I felt so, so bad because I was watching all of these people go through like weight loss transformations or like gaining muscle over quarantine because they did all these workouts and I was forced to gain weight, you know, I, I had to gain weight and I was one of those people that gained weight during quarantine, but it wasn't because I just sat at home all day and like watched TV. It was because I literally needed to or I was going to die and, you know, you, you just, you... <sighs> It's, it's hard to, like, understand the mindset unless you've been there. And I feel like, you know, if you've suffered from an eating disorder, specifically anorexia, you would understand, like, how it feels to see all these people around you going through weight loss trends and, like, diet trends while you're sitting there having to, you know, gain weight and gain back certain things in your life to be healthier. And in the end, of course, like, yeah, you're doing it for the better, but, like, it's terrible just being surrounded by all of that that's, like, the exact opposite of what you're trying to do. Another thing that I really needed to talk about, um, which is on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, <laughs> um, 
I feel like recently um, I've been convincing myself way too much that I'm binging, even when I know deep down inside I'm not binging. Now, I feel like if you've suffered from anorexia, you probably relate to this a lot. Now, of course, those out there with a binge eating disorder, um, I mean, you might relate to a certain extent, but uh, I mean, I've, I've never been diagnosed with a binge eating disorder. I've never dealt with binge eating because, of course, like I said, I was diagnosed with anorexia um, and I wanted to do, to do the exact opposite of binge eating. But um, now that I've been recovered for almost about two and a half years now, um, there are times where my anorexia brain, I like to call it, um, slips up and um, makes me believe that certain portions of food are way too big for me. Um, because, you know, as someone who suffered from anorexia, I was used to having very small portions to really nothing at all throughout the day. And um, I feel like every time I eat a certain amount of food, I always beat myself up about it because I'm like, that was way too big of an, that was way too big of a portion. You're binge eating. Like you're literally binging. This is too much food for you. When in reality, it's literally like a normal size portion. Like it's a normal human size portion of food. Like it, it, it really acts up a lot when I'm out with friends or family uh, to like lunch or dinner, whatever. Um, and everybody around me, eats less than what I ended up eating. Like, if we go out somewhere to lunch and everyone around me ends up getting to-go boxes, but, like, I finished my food, like, I finished everything on my plate, it makes me feel like I binged, and I just binged in front of everybody because I ate more than what they ate. But in reality, obviously I didn't binge. Like, I literally just had, like, a plate of food. If I were to binge, I would eat my plate and literally more and more and more after that. That's binging, of course. You know, eating what's on your plate that's given to you by the restaurant, you know, they're not going to give you a binge-sized portion of food. They're going to give you, like, a normal-sized portion. Sometimes they give you too big of a portion, but that's besides the point. Um, but, like, they're not going to give you a portion that's, like, bingeable. Like, you're just going to have, like, a normal one-serving-sized portion. And I, I feel like every time I'm out with friends or family, that, that thought in my head gets elevated when they eat less than I eat. Um, and every time I find myself eating more than them, um, you know, that's, that's just when my, my anorexia brain is like, you binged, you ate too much, like you ate more than these people around you, you just binged in front of them, you, you did something stupid, like you need to make up for this later, you can't eat as big of a dinner, or you need to go like run an extra mile, like I just start having those thoughts over and over and over again, and they just go rampant in my mind, and then I feel so bad that I had just eaten, even though it was a normal sized portion. Like, when you binge, and like, I can't speak for, you know, people that binge eat, because I never have truthfully binged. I I've said in previous episodes, like, I feel like I just binged on this certain thing, but um, in reality, I don't think I've ever, ever in my life had, like, a binge. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, when you binge eat, you, you know, you would feel discomfort physically because you are literally stuffing yourself. You are, you know, eating past the point of comfort and, you know, you're going to feel more than full when you binge eat. At least that's what I imagine it to be like. Um, and of course, when I'm eating like food 
and I start to feel uncomfortable, I'm going to stop, obviously, um, because I, I don't, I don't have that, uh, that kind of disordered habit where I just keep going and going and going and going and I can't stop. Um, but like when I go out with friends and I eat and I see everyone's eating less than me, but my, like, but my stomach feels fine. Like I don't feel sick physically. Like, obviously I didn't binge eat. I ate what I wanted to and that was it. Like I, I shouldn't beat myself up over that for eating like a normal human being, but my, my brain just sometimes flips to, like I said, anorexia mode and I feel like every time I eat something past the point of like three bites, it's it's a binge. It's too much. And it is just very hard to deal with that and very hard to like cope with those kind of thoughts every single day. Um, well, they're not, they're not every single day, but they've been very prevalent recently, um, especially when I um, eat like a snack in between meals which I don't do a lot considering that I'm really, really busy during the day and I barely find the time as it is to eat breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Um, but I, 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 you know, I do. I end up finding the time. I make time for that. But, you know, I used to eat a lot of snacks during the day because I would just be generally hungry during the day. Um, but every time I find myself eating a snack, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're binging on snacks. Like, stop it. Like, you're eating too much. You're only supposed to have three meals a day. You can't have snacks. Like, that's binging. That's more than what you're eating. Blah, 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 blah. And then, like, my brain just keeps going and going and going. It spirals out of control. And I just, I feel so terrible about eating like a normal human human being. And I'm beating myself up over something that isn't worth getting beat up about. <laughs> like, I shouldn't be, like, hurting myself over eating normally, like a normal person, <laughs> like normal food portions, you know, but, um, I feel like, I feel like the more that I work on it, obviously it's going to get better, uh, which I have been, I, I know I just said, like, it's been very prevalent, but when I feel that thought coming along, like, I do stop it, and I do make sure, like, I take a step back, and I'm like, look, you literally just ate, like, five crackers out of a Ritz cracker sleeve, like, you're not, you're not, you're not gonna die, you didn't binge, like, I literally ate the rest of a Ritz cracker sleeve the other day, and it was, like, maybe eight or nine crackers, and I wanted, I literally cried for, like, <laughs> like, five minutes, I was like, oh my gosh, I just, I binged on Ritz crackers, but, like, no, I didn't, obviously no, I did not. Like, that that's... Th <laughs> if I binged on Ritz crackers, that would be more like saying I ate, like, two sleeves worth. Or, like, maybe three. I don't even know. And then probably, like, more stuff after that. I don't know how binge eating even really works. Like, I'm not qualified to talk about it like that. But I, it's just... You know, when I, I feel myself getting those thoughts coming along, I'm like, look, you're literally just eating normal. It's normal food. You, you're hungry. Eat it. Eat it till you feel like you're satisfied with it. Because you guys know I'm practicing intuitive eating. But um, I, feel like, I feel like, yes, it is getting more prevalent in my life, which we're working on. But I feel like I am doing good at catching those bad uh, thoughts and, like, switching them, switching up on them and stuff like that. And you know, getting them away, but it, it's still very hard. It's still, it's still a very, very hard thing to do, and it's very draining, which kind of leads me into my next subject, uh, what I wanted to rant about, um, how my eating disorder has been very draining on me mentally, um, which, of course, that's no surprise. When you have an eating disorder, 
it's going to drain you mentally because it's a mental disorder. But um, I just feel like recently with all of the stuff that I'm balancing in my life, um, you know, along with having an eating disorder, I feel like it's just added on to the draining in my mental health. Like my eating disorder has caused me to feel so sluggish and like, like lacking so many, so much, so much energy. Like I just, I don't feel the same like I did last semester. I feel like this summer so far, I've just been very, what's the word? Like lacrimose. Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I'm not a dictionary, but like I've, I've been feeling very drained and it's not because I'm just moving around so much and I'm doing a lot. It's literally like a mental drainage. It's not a physical draining. It's like a mental draining. And it's, it's very hard to combat that with all of the stuff that I've got going on in my life this summer. Like I said, a eating disorder is a, it's a mental illness. It's a mental, um, it's a mental thing. It's not like a physical thing, of course, but like there's a difference between a physical drainage and a mental drainage. And I feel like one really hurts you more than the other. Like physically, when I think of like a physical drainage in your life, I feel like like you'd probably lack a little bit of sleep, like you've just been tirelessly all around on your feet all day. I feel like that's more of a physical thing which can be cured by just sleeping. <laughs> but um, when you are like mentally drained, I feel like so many more things come along with it. Um, like I feel like I get into a rut, you know, and I feel like I just keep digging the hole further and further and further the more that I get myself into this rut and the more that I allow my eating disorder to take over and drain me more mentally. Um, Because like there will be days where I find myself in in a depressive episode and I'm crying every single day because I just don't like the way I look or I'm crying because I ate something I did not want to eat, but I ate it anyway. Or, like, I I find myself uh, <laughs> doing things that, you know, typically would happen when you suffer from something like this, from depression or just having a depressive episode. Like, I find myself not doing basic hygiene, which is very, it's very disgusting, but... Thankfully, I'm the, I, I brush my teeth every single day. I, I've never gotten to the point where I just don't brush my teeth at all for, like, weeks straight. But I have gone without showering for a couple of days, few days on end. And that's not like me. I like being very clean. I like being very organized. And whenever I just feel like my eating disorder is draining me mentally, I just lose all of that. I lose all of that all that stuff in my life that makes me, me, you know? <laughs> and um, it's it's very hard to go throughout your daily life without your mental capacity. Um, you know, you can't focus correctly in school or at work, or you can't just, like, go do simple human tasks. Like, I can get out of bed, but that doesn't mean I'm going to leave the house. Like, I'll, I'll just, I'll get out of bed and I'll come and sit on the, the futon. And I, I, I won't move for the whole day because I just don't want to do anything. I, I don't want to, like, do any basic human tasks because I just mentally don't have the capacity for it, you know? Um, but I know with time, as long as I just keep, you know, practicing better habits and better, uh, you know, just 
following advice that I've learned over the years, like that'll get better. And it, it does on some days, like there's some days I'll be in terrible ruts or like weeks on end, days on end. But then, you know, for the most part, I'm, I'm like, okay, I, I'm just living, you know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's one that a lot of people can relate to, uh, that an eating disorder can really, really drain you mentally. It's, it's something that, of course, I've dealt with since I started developing an eating disorder, but, um, it'll get better with time. I know it will. I know that eventually those, um, little episodes I have will be smaller and smaller in time and eventually not at all. So there is that to, um, think about and try to push towards. Um, the last thing I really wanted to talk about here, this is the last thing I wanted to rant about. And, um, I feel like only a certain specific group of people can relate to this. Um, and it's, you know, the people that own uteruses, uh, women, I'm talking to you. Um, uh, this next thing I really wanted to rant about is kind of, uh, more personal than what I've already been talking about, but directed towards the women with eating disorders. Um, I'm going to talk about my period for a second. <laughs> so, uh, if you're uncomfortable by that, just skip a couple minutes ahead or whatever. But, um, I really wanted to talk about this in particular because, um, I actually had a follower suggest that I talk about this specific topic, but I think I'm going to save it for a full-length episode. I don't know when I'll make it, but I do want to talk about this in particular uh, for a full-length episode. I don't want to just, you know, constrain it to this one couple of minute blurb here in this episode, but a follower did suggest it. I don't remember what her name was, um, but I you know, shout out to you if you're listening or watching right now, you, you'll know who you are. But um, I will be making an episode about this particular thing soon. But I wanted to rant about it first, because I have a couple of things I wanted to talk about, um, you know, regarding this topic. And I know a lot of people re will relate to me on this, a lot of women will relate to me about this. But um, so as you guys know, when you suffer from an eating disorder, um, specifically anorexia, uh, you, and you're a woman, uh, you will lose your period. Uh, that's just one of the, probably the more common, um, like, side effects that will happen when you suffer from an eating disorder. You will lose your period, your reproductive system will shut down, basically, and it's basically useless, um, but when you go through recovery, obviously that's something in your life that will be restored, um, and like I said in previous episodes, um, the first sign of me having anorexia was that I lost my period. That was the first sign that I had uh, before anything else. Uh, I lost my period when I was a senior in high school. I, I lost it a couple of months before I graduated, and I did not get it back until the very, very end of 2020, like right around December, middle of December in 2020. Uh, so I did not have a period for about a good two years. Um, and I won't lie, of course, even though it was very, very unhealthy to not have a period, I enjoyed every single moment of it. I enjoyed not having a period. I enjoyed not having any sort of, like, you know, side effects that a period gives you. It, it was... It was a very fun time for me in that uh, aspect because, of course, if you're a woman and you have a period, you'll understand what I'm meaning here when I say that. You know, having a period 
can suck for some people. Uh, for some people, it's nothing at all. But for people like me who had really, really terrible periods, um, it did suck. And it felt amazing to not have one anymore. But, um, you know, it, it was a very bad thing in the end that I did not have my period. So when I got my period back, um, you know, about two years later, um, I got it back about, I would say I was about nine... 10 months into recovery. Yeah, I think I was about 10 months, 10 or 11 months into recovery and I got my period back. Um, and when I got it, I felt so amazing. I felt so great about it because I felt like I had accomplished like recovery in general because getting my period back was literally the last thing that I needed to check off my list of like physical restoration. Um, like everything else had been physically restored. I had been like depleted of almost every single vitamin. I had terrible, like, uh, liver and kidney enzymes. Like, they were just off the charts. Like, my blood work was a mess to read. Um, and over time, you know, I built back all of that stuff, and, um, I never had got my period back, and that was the last thing that I was trying to work for. And when I finally got it back, um, you know, I kind of celebrated. I was really, really happy about it because that, like I said, that was like the last thing on my checklist of like restoration uh, was getting my period back. Um, so getting my period back for like the first couple of months, I, like I said, I felt super valid about it. I felt amazing. I felt so content and happy with my life that I had it back because I knew that meant I was healthy. Um, but the more and more that I went on in my life with my period, the more invalidated I felt about it. And um, it's very hard to explain why. <laughs> so if you have ever suffered from an eating disorder, you would know that um, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's kind of like a competition, but it's kind of like, you know, you're more selfish and like, you're not really focusing on other people. You're really only focusing on you and how you are working in your life. And you're not really focused on how other people are thinking and how other people, um, you know, are talking to you and telling you things um, and stuff like that. But when you suffer from an eating disorder, it's very self-centered. It's very, it's it's very, like, I don't know the word. I can't think of the word. But you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. If you've suffered from an eating disorder, you would know what I'm trying to say here. Um that's the joys of not editing or scripting things anymore in the podcast, you know, I just have brain farts and forget what words are. But anyway, um, but when you suffer from an eating disorder, uh, you have this mindset where unhealthy habits are good. So like, with me with anorexia, for example, um, I thought, you know, the skinnier I was, the better I was going to look. The skinnier that I got, you know, the healthier I was going to be. Um, so, like, your mindset is basically reversed from what it should be when you suffer from an eating disorder. So, the fact that I had lost my period, it made me feel amazing. And I felt, like, so happy about it. When in reality, I should be worried and concerned and, you know doing something about it. Um, so not me not having my period made me feel very happy, very, you know, I felt like I was like on top of the world because I was like one of the only girls ever, <laughs> at least around 
me that didn't have a period. Like, I, I literally, I would audibly brag about it. I would, I remember audibly bragging about it to my friends who were girls as well. Um, you know, telling them, oh, I don't get a period. Like, I, I would brag about it all the time. And it, it's just because an eating disorder makes you so, like, is it egocentric? Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But you guys know what I'm talking about. It just makes you very selfish, you know, and you feel like you want to brag about every unhealthy thing that you're doing. So, like, the more and more weight that I lost, for example, the more I was bragging about it. The more, uh, the, the more times that I met a, a woman and we somehow were talking about periods, like, I had to always bring up the fact that I never have a pe- I've, I've never had my period or, like, I don't get my period is what I'm trying to say. But, um... When I finally got my period back, that is, like like I said, I felt super happy about it because I had a different mindset at that time. But the more and more and more that I got into the months where, you know, I was having my period regularly, I started to feel less invalid about it because I would get these eating disorder tendencies in my head that since I was having my period, that meant that I wasn't skinny enough. Do you get where I'm going with this? Because obviously when I lost my period, it's because I was anorexic. I was very scrawny. So uh, when I had my period back, um, I it took a couple of months, but I ended up getting to this mindset where I was like, you are too fat because you have your period now. Like, the only reason you have your period now is because you're fat. And if you didn't have your period, you'd be skinny and you'd be happier. And I would tell myself that all the time. And every month when my period would come, I would feel so invalid about it. I would feel so terrible. I would get mad at myself because I was like, well, I'm not skinny enough. I'm, that means I'm not skinny enough. You know, I, I still get my period. That means I'm, I, I'm not skinny. I need to get skinnier. And eventually, you know, it, I, I would just spiral, you know, with those thoughts, but they wouldn't really go anywhere besides that. Like, I wouldn't starve myself to get skinnier or anything like that, but it, it just, it really sucked for a while there. Um, like, just, <laughs> just feeling super invalid for having a normal bodily function as a woman. That That's the, that's the sad thing that an eating disorder can do to you. It can make you feel sad for doing something normal in your life. Like, for a, a example a minute ago how I talked about how I ate like a normal amount of food but I considered it binging because my eating disorder made me believe that your eating disorder makes you believe things that are just normal human function like makes you believe things are bad that are normal human functions so like me eating a normal amount of food my eating disorder made me believe that I was eating too much having my period made me, like, my eating disorder made me believe that that meant I was fat, and that meant I was not skinny enough, because I didn't have my period gone, my period wasn't missing, because I associated a missing period with being really skinny, um, but in reality, you know, I, I keep telling myself, I'm like, if you have your period, you're healthy, if you have a period, you're healthy, doesn't matter what weight, what size you are, it literally doesn't matter. If you have a period, you are healthy and you should be happy about that because your cycle is working correctly. Um, but I could go on and on about this, but I really want to stop it right there because, like I said, I wanted to make an episode specifically dedicated to this topic uh, for this one follower that suggested it. Um, so I'm really going to stop it right there with the ranting about that topic and honestly the ranting in general. 
um, I feel like that's all I really have to talk about um, with my uh, different topics of ranting. So um, hopefully um, you guys related a little bit and a couple of topics here um, were some that were on your mind as well and that you were able to really not feel alone anymore with what I had to say um, because that was the main goal of this episode. But now that I've gotten it all out of there and I was actually able to get it recorded and like like actually put together you know since it keeps crashing all the time but since it actually went through and uh you know made it on to my macbook without dying you know it feels good like I feel much more refreshed now that I've gotten all that out of my head and now I feel like I can go into the uh, rest of the summer not feeling so bad about all these topics that were just bunched up in my head that I needed to rant about so I feel good that I got it off my chest and I also feel like, you know, someone has to be able to relate to this. Somebody has to be able to, <laughs> you know, relate to something that I said. Um, so hopefully that's that's what happened. Hopefully something caught your attention and you were able to feel less alone with the stuff that I had to say because we might share similar uh, topics that um, we needed to rant about. But um, that's really all I have for you guys. Um, I hope you um, all enjoyed and I hope I didn't look so tired and stressed out. I do apologize that the video came out and the podcast came out just a smidge late. Yeah, it's just, it's probably going to happen a lot. I, I might as well just go ahead and say that. I did mention in the last episode that it would probably be like recorded and posted within the same day. But now I'm changing that to saying like it's probably going to be late a few times because <laughs> this summer is just going to be so crazy. And um, hopefully in the fall, it'll be a lot better. It it definitely will. Um, But uh, for any of you guys out there that uh, would like to get in touch with me, would like to talk to me about anything eating disorder related, if you want to uh, talk about eating disorder recovery, anything you might have questions on, or you want to share something that you'd like to hear on the podcast, if you want to share your opinion on the podcast, or something, like I said, you want to Uh, you want me to talk about on the podcast, just, um, you can come and talk to me. You can, uh, email me or you can DM me on Instagram. Those will be in the description for you to use. And, um, if you feel like you are ready to talk to a healthcare professional about your eating disorder and you'd like to start eating disorder recovery, because keep in mind, I'm not a healthcare professional. I am just, you know, some girl that went through eating disorder and just talks about it now. Um, But if you feel like you're ready to get professional help and ready to, you know, open up about that and start your life through recovery, I have left some hotlines in the description for you to call or text and also some websites for you to visit for more information on that. Um, So yeah, that is all I have for you guys today. And I do want to um, go ahead and mention really quick that the next episode that I have, the next week's episode, will be a little bit different. I will have my very first guest on the podcast. Um, He's going to be coming on and talking a little bit more about mental health uh, rather than eating disorder stuff. So we're going to kind of be shifting gears in the next podcast and really focusing on mental health rather than eating disorder stuff. But I'm going to have a guest on next uh, time. So if you guys are excited for that, um, you know, just drop a, a rating. That's what you guys need to be doing is rating this podcast because I think there's only like three ratings so far. So I'd like to get a few more. So if you're excited to uh, hear my first guest next week, drop a rating uh, and tell me how you think about the podcast. So 
yeah, that's all I have for you guys. Um, I hope you guys have an amazing day and an amazing week. And remember to stay safe and healthy.